looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS. Helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. Good morning, Jeanette. Good to have you on the show. I get to say good morning finally because you're in the West Coast, unlike the East Coast. Like I, usually, everybody's on the other side of the country, so it's their lunchtime while we're starting the morning with our coffee at 9 a.m. Exactly. I know. So good morning and yes. good afternoon to those who are on the the <laughs> other coast. On the other coast, yeah. We'll be they'll be chiming in with us. They'll be chiming in with us. So this is awesome. I get an, an, an anti-bullying speaker. And a publisher and an author. So I'm looking forward to this because, you know, this is kind of how I started my career. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But let me introduce you a little bit. And then I'm going to have you take it over if you had anything to add. And then we're going to get jump right into it. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. Perfect. Jeanette is a two-time number one international best-selling author, sought-after speaker and coach for adults and children. She's passionate about helping adults and children live the life that they want to live, no matter what age they are. Jeanette achieves her goals through one-on-one coaching, group coaching, speaking, writing, and you can connect with her at all her... We'll have all that at the end of uh, the podcast where you guys will be able to connect with her and on her platforms and if you're seeking out. So if there's anything else you'd like to add, go right ahead, Jeanette. The floor is yours. I... I'm passionate about helping all ages because as I was speaking to kids, adults kept coming up to me and also saying that they had learned from my speaking. But I always keep going back to the kids because I figure if we can get them when they're they're young and teach them self-confidence skills and success skills, then they don't have to relearn everything like I did as an adult. So although I focus on all ages, I always love going back to speak to the kids. So... I told you in, in the uh, in the beginning that my kind of career started because I know this this is what you're passionate about is the bullying aspect of mm-hmm. what you like to go and speak about anti-bullying, how to, you know, how to help uh, help kids overcome it. And we talked about adults also have being a, you know, being able to help them. But I was bullied pretty much uh, in most of my uh, time in in school. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I started lifting weights, you know, when I was about 12 years old. So I'm always been kind of the bigger guy. And it was whether it was names or whatever. And I was still competitive. I played all the sports, but it was just a constant barrage. And then one day I remember it like it was yesterday. I was a, I was in seventh grade. So back then when we when I went to school it was seventh, eighth and ninth was junior high. Now it's nine, ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, high but- so back in my day. You know, it was seven, eighth, and ninth. So I was a scrub. I was a seventh grader, and the ninth graders, and we're on the we're on the basketball field, and we're kind of playing. And man, this ninth grader just kept on hounding, and I just kind of got sick of it. And I took matters into my own hand, and I just decided to cold cock him right there on the playground. And 
we were going up for a basket and I just, boom. And I just, and I just told him, I said, I am so sick of hearing it. And I, and I, and I delivered a blow and I'm telling you, my life changed from that day from it. There is no bullying after that. I can tell you that, but there's a lot of whimpering in the background. And I think I told you a little bit about, it's almost like I felt empowered at that time and you have to be careful because the one being bullied can all, all of a sudden become a bully. Definitely. Or a protector. And I was kind of like both, right? I was so, I was kind of the protector in school anyway. So those that were a little bit less fortunate, they would run to, you know, they'd run to Mark and, and I would be the one to say something because my reputation carried on based on what I did. But do you feel that you see that, uh, sometimes, uh, as, as you're as you're speaking to people definitely i think the one who's been bullied especially if you think about boys and and their size and then as they in what ninth tenth eleventh grade they just grow all of a sudden so those people who were taller and bigger and the bullies often stay that size while others then just get bigger than them and come back to retaliate I also always say that when I'm speaking, I am an anti-bullying speaker, but I speak to those that are bullying, not only those being bullied, because those are bullying lack self-confidence or they're taught that at home. And so reaching them without, you know, I wanna change up how we quote unquote punish kids. Uh, we pull them out of school, which is what they want, right? There's gotta be other ways that we can empower them so they don't bully or they're not bullied. and it's building that self-confidence, that self-love. So I definitely think that those being bullied can become the person that bullies. And in fact, one of my missions is, it's a huge mission, but it's to stop school shootings because over 50% of the school shootings happen. Obviously they have some mental health issues too. It's not just this, but they were bullied for years and they come back and retaliate. Um, to the school or the place that they were bullied at. It's like never left them. So if I can change even just one person or get to one person, whether they are being bullied or bullying others, whether they're adults or children, because we talked about that adults also get bullied at, at work, at, at home. And it's, if you can build these success principles, I'm a Jack Canfield speaker, when you're young, then you can, become more successful in life because you don't allow this to happen to you. For me, I was bullied. It's uh, for years. I was bullied. I was in this school. It was great. I was, you know, very popular. And my dad pulled me out of the school for a lot of reasons and put me in a private school. And as soon as I walked into that school, the entire three years I was there, I was kicked, hit, spit on, verbally bullied to the point where I didn't think it was that I was good enough to get help because obviously there was something wrong with me if all of these kids were hanging up on me. And that's what I want to do. I want to build the self-confidence of these kids so that they know they're good enough to not like get help or, or call somebody, but they don't deserve what, what's happening to them. Really? Yes. Uh, uh, real sound advice. And I'm going to tell you, so let me get, I'm going to give you some of my experiences. So maybe you can kind of give me some insight on what, so my children were also bullied in school quite often. Mm -hmm. And the school I believe is the one, 
I believe there's two things in the elementary side of things where you can really make a difference. It's my opinion. They don't have enough males on campus uh, to help facilitate boys, especially. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, Very short staffed. Yes. I believe that when I would go to my, my elementary school, I started uh, go ahead and volunteering at the end of school for just, just to be on the, on the, uh, on the playground. So, and I did it. So my kid would stop being bullied. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was a couple of things that I asked about. I asked, I said, Hey, the one that keeps on doing this, why don't you let me have a conversation? Why don't you set a conversation up with the other parents? And they okay. just would absolutely refuse to have parents speak to parents. I'd have to try and seek it out uh, when we had functions. And I finally saw, Oh, that's so-and-so's parents. And so yeah. I would go in and, and I would go speak with them. And I have found out that most of the time when I went and sp- spoke to somebody uh, that they, they there's no way that they wanted their child and being doing any bullying. I can tell you that they were very upset at the point that they didn't even know about it, which goes back to the school because you're not facilitating what you're supposed to be doing. And it, it you know, it made things come down because when I was on campus, you know, people knew me as Mr. Cox and it. You know, I'm the, you know, I've had my martial arts school here for 20 plus years at that time. And so everybody knew me. So it really wasn't all that. And it was just me having my presence there and being able to talk to the kids. And, and like you said, most bullies are bullies because somehow their self-confidence is just in the, in the, in the, in the toilet. You know what I mean? So I wanted to make sure that I I could help facilitate that. So the other thing. That's important though, to, to be present at your children's school, right? Yes. To to be seen there. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other one is in high school, high school was the worst. None of my children liked high school. None of them. (laughs) They had the, it was their worst experience. If you speak to every one of them, it was their worst experience they've had in, in school was high school. Yeah. And my one son, Hey man, he was bullied excessively. He was overweight at that time. You know, now he's a freaking machine, you know, just an athletic machine. But in that time, he wasn't. And he was just constantly getting bombarded. And I would go to the dean and I would say, hey, listen, now you've got two choices here, because if you don't take care of this, I'm going to take care of it. And if you don't Mm -hmm. take care of it, because there was one guy that one kid there that, you know, the one without a dad and, and, and really no place to go. You know, you know, which kind I'm talking. So I waited for him. I waited for him because the school wouldn't do anything. So I waited for him in the morning. I mean, I, I mean, I put the fear of God into him. You know what I mean? And it was on the wall and he was hearts pounding. And I said, do you feel how that is? How scared you are? This is how kids feel with you every freaking day. And then, of course, after I did that, I felt so guilty. And I'm like, I need to go find this kid. And I'm going to tell him I'm going to teach him martial arts for free. Let him come to my school. Aww. Maybe I can make a difference in his life. And so I went after him, but unfortunately I never got him to get into the school. You know, he, it just, he stopped his bullying, but I just couldn't get him into the school and, and, you know, life just didn't let me do that. But I had to take that into my own hands too. And I just hated doing that because the schools, I don't know, you go out and talk to anti-bullying and schools talk about anti-bullying, but they don't do anything. Have you, has this not been what you've seen? I think that, 
just like um, I'm also have a medical background and just like in medical, they're so short staffed right now. Post COVID, they had to, so if they were working on bullying programs and California has a lot of laws and, and that you have to have these programs, but if they were working on them, everything switched to how can we offer school remotely? What can we do with COVID? And then it's now post COVID such a different world where kids have social emotional issues. They don't know how to be with other people. They don't know how to interact. They only know how to interact with technology. So now there's even an, an additional issue with it. I do think and that you have to advocate for your child, but I also think that you need to create open communication with your child so that you can in include them in figuring out how to handle this. It's teaching them life school. So one of the things I offer is a free um, video and PDF on how to create open communication with your children, because I think that they need to be part of the solution. Not only, yes, you need to advocate for your child, but you also have to create that open communication. You may not even know they're being bullied. And then with that, go to the school and make sure that they have a program or be involved. Now, I know a lot of parents are, are very busy and they don't have time. But if you're at least having that open communication, not only with the school, but with your child, you'll know what's going on. Um, kids are also afraid to tattle. I mean, depending on what age you're, you are, I have five children in a blended family and our youngest is 14. And your situation sounds almost exactly what he what happened to him last year, which is ironic to have a mom who's an anti-bullying speaker and then to get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> and he's huge. He's, he's a big, I mean, he's short, but he's uh his big muscles. I mean, he just touches me and I'm like, you just bruised me. Um, it's going to be a big kid, probably like uh, your son. And he went through an issue and I had to go to the school and advocate, but I involved him in the solution because I didn't want to go there and end up causing more issues for him. Yeah. Well, I, th you know, and I see even in my one son, especially, there is runoff from the bullying. Now that he's a, just an athlete, uh, that, you know, the bullying thing is one thing. You know, they talk a lot about race being a problem. And I've told everybody, I said, try being fat in school because it doesn't really matter what your race is. Yeah. Try it. Just try it. It does, And then try and be a female in that in that world it's even worse and so you know i've always had a special heart for that because that's what i uh uh that's what i did that's what that's what got me in in this mode of playing football and having this rage and still i sit and you know i wasn't i was 20 something years old when i found martial arts i didn't find it as a kid i wished uh -huh. i did because yeah, it could have honed in I ended up doing martial arts because my brother kind of got me started. He, you know, he's younger than me, but we started this thing together. But I went in there thinking I'm already aggressive and and all about it. I'm just going to learn how to, you know, take it to the next level. And then yeah. it changed my self confidence until the point that, wow, you know what? I, as much as I, I I liked to fight when I was a young guy, and just had so much rage from the bullying that it, it kind of lifted my confidence up and I felt and competition fighting took over me having to think that I have to fight the world. 
But I watch my mm-hmm. my young son. He's 24. And I see him struggle, too, with this uh, bits of anger here and there. Right. Even though he's completely <laughs> right. He's completely changed yeah. his whole life. Uh, his looks, everything else. There's still something in the back that triggers him from being bullied as much as it was. He even had it, you know, as, as a young male, I'm going to have my son on here speaking about this one day, but he also had an eating disorder that I didn't know. So when he was losing mm-hmm. weight, he was throwing up and I'm going to tell you something. I pulled my hair out looking for somebody that works with males and eating disorder. That was just non-existent, hard to find. I know a few people now it's different it's, now, right? It's, <laughs> so back yeah. then it just was un, un, unheard of. And mm-hmm. so, and I see him a little bit still struggle with it where he can just kind of come un- unkiltered. And I used to tell him, I said, you know, Dan, I said, I know where this is coming from because I, your dad has that same thing. But you need to learn how to put that in check as a young man because it can – that the wrong decision at the wrong time can alter your entire life, and that's not something you want to do. So – uh, this is this is so I just give I was so looking forward to this today because this is so prevalent in my in my circle that that I wanted to get some some advice from you for our for parents. So when you go and let's say you're going to go speak, when you say you're mm-hmm. going you're an anti-bullying speaker, are you going to PTAs? Are you going to the school and speaking to the children? Which which what where, which way do you go? I'll speak at camps and schools. Um, I've been doing a lot of one-on-one classroom speaking and even down to preschool and a preschool is a lot different. They, <laughs> their attention span is a lot less than what I can talk to them about. But I also talk at assemblies and when I do that, parents are usually involved. It's important that the adults in the children's life be involved and understand what they're learning so that they can help them because it is that it is building, and I keep saying this over and over, but building that self-confidence and self-love, which is actually two different things. So self-love is how you feel about yourself and self-confidence is how you feel about the task that you can complete. If you have what it's like an armor, and my program is, as I'm a superhero fanatic, I dress as Wonder Woman. All my books are around superheroes and my program is called Connect Your Inner Superhero. So if you build that armor and really know that it doesn't matter what other people say about you really what matters is what you say and think about yourself then eventually you can get rid of those voices in your head that tell you you're not good enough and especially building that at a young age so that when you do encounter bullying if i had that armor and that and found those superhero traits when i was younger it wouldn't have mattered all the things that they were saying to me about myself because i started to believe them and when you believe them which is probably what your your son has then they come up in those times when you're not feeling well or you're not feeling like you're good enough. So it's building that superhero, finding the superhero traits. And I feel like everybody has their own unique superhero traits. And if we all connect with those, it's kind of like your sole purpose. And then serve others doing that, you're going to be generally happier anyways. You're going to have self-confidence anyways because you're happier with what you're doing. Like when you found martial arts that made you happier and you felt better about yourself and you felt more confident because it's something that you you connect with and a part of your purpose. So it's working with all of those and, and just building that over and over and it's creating new habits um, instead of breaking, well, for adults, we have to break those habits and how we feel about ourselves, but creating habits at a young age. Ironically though, you talk about health and wellness and that's where I came from. 
I, I'm, been, I'm a nurse and I was in medical for over 25 years, but when my mom passed away, I, she passed away at 66 and I had to relook at my whole life and I shed 85 pounds. I became a health and wellness coach to try to do preventative um, with people instead of fixing issues. So I also come from that background of health and wellness. So we have a lot in common. Mm. Yes, because I would tell you that in my household, my son that I was talking about, 24 year olds, lost 110 pounds. My mm -hmm. oldest boy, he was 245. Now he weighs 150. Okay. Wow. My oldest son. Myself, when back in, in 2019, when my son did get married, I was probably at my worst there. Just, you know, just a really bad knee and, and everything else. And, and I had a blood clot and that blood clot almost Ooh. killed me. Yes. Right. I had double blood clots in my lungs, had no idea. And there was a You're life change yeah. there. So and then I went on this on this thing and I said, OK, I'm going to this is going to change. And I did the same thing. So I lost uh, 97 pounds in that. And even though I was a martial artist. I was just a, a heavy athlete. I've always been a heavy athlete, always. And I could just maintain and, and do things as a heavy athlete. But as I got older, it that started to to hinder me. And so I have a, I do have a, a passion for those that are overweight. It's one of the ones that I see coming in my school on a constant basis where they I, and I know the life they live. It's hard. And it's hard I, being overweight, especially as a girl. You mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Body image as a girl is is all you look at. And unfortunately, now we have cyberbullying in addition to it where they talk about body image and if you're overweight as a, I mean, boys too, I'm not saying I'm, I have four boys and, and one of them has struggled because I struggled with weight. Both of my, my boys, um, not my stepchildren also struggle with weight. And my son has lost, he's shed over a hundred pounds twice and gave yes. that. So right. it, it, that's, and that even that battle going up and down because both of my boys, they still, I mean, they're, they are just pre, pristine athletes now but they still have this body morphia when they look at themselves they don't see they don't what they see, see. and mm -hmm. and i understood that i said hey i'm the same way your dad's the same way uh i just you know i i i and i've told them before i said this is why your dad is the way he is uh because i'm always constantly battling uh some smart ass comment and mm -hmm. i said how I dealt with it as a young man was I'd take you literally out of a car and, and I had no problem fighting at all. Right. And then I said, but that didn't take it away. It just made me feel better in the moment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And now my son talks about kid, both my kids, the one that's married and the other one, he said, you know, dad, I see these guys that made fun of me in school and man, they are, their life is just not, not what it is. And I said, well, that's because yeah. you took control of, of something that was controlling you. You took control of it. You changed your life. And that mentally has to, you have to kind of get out of the mentality of, you know, what, you know, that you're a constant victim. And that's hard, man. I, I, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that in the health and wellness, how much we do have in common. And, and that is a, <laughs> yeah, that is a, cause I know this life and I know it well. And 
when I have students that come in with these issues, I feel for them, man. I've had more kids crying on my shoulder than I care to deal with. You're and, a therapist, not a coach. Uh, yes. In, well, in trust me. I tell everybody all the time, I said, you would be surprised on what my office is. I, punching and kicking is the easy part of my job. Helping uh, a, a single mom or dealing with a very aggressive boys and and because I was a single dad now, I, I, I've been divorced for a long time I and I raised yep, and I raised my kids. They were they live with me. I raised them. And I've always had a I've always had a heart for single moms because. Even though single dads, single parenting is not easy, I've always felt as a father, I've had an easier time, especially raising boys. Yes. It's a little bit yes. different because I have one girl and, you know, she made me all soft because I have to talk and I have to, you know, <laughs> it's different. One girl. That's funny. <laughs> right? in, so, in our family, we have four boys and one girl. <laughs> that's a, that's, and that's what I raised. I have three boys and I raised one that was 12 years old and I had him bring to me. So I raised four boys and a girl, just like you did. Mm -hmm. And my girl, of course, is my heart, you know, and, and, and it's just different, but I didn't really have this discipline issue with my boys. I mean, they get out of line They're you know, they're, you know, I wasn't the father to get out of line with, and I watch and I watch poor mom struggle with it so much. You know what I mean? They, they, the boys get older and they their testosterone levels are going up, and they test their exactly. mom. They and, don't know what to do with it. That's and right. They're sitting in school all day with that testosterone, and they don't <laughs> know what to do with all of that. I mean, my husband's good with with our boys, and you know, having that now. But I was a single mom for a long time, and I had so I have two and boys, and he has two boys and a girl, and. My oldest son also has Asperger's. Um, so oh. it's, he's the one that struggles with, well, they both struggle with weight, but he especially. And so in addition to being overweight, having a quote unquote, I don't call it a disability. It's a unique ability. Um, having that, but being a, a mom trying to raise a child who's bigger than, way bigger, way bigger than me. And, you know, and all that testosterone, when they hit puberty, it's different. The child changes is hard. It's hard for any single parent. I think you're working, you're doing everything in the house, and then you have your kids. And then how are you going to be involved in the school when you don't have time to do anything for yourself? So it's it's fitting all that in. It's getting other people to help you and finding that village. So people like you who teach martial arts. Um, but it's not it's not easy. It's and then when you shed weight on top of that, you always see that person in the mirror that you were. Right. And it's learning to see the person that you are. You always are afraid. You have that fear that you're going to get big again, that that's going to happen to you. And with me, because I have the same issues as my children, I have to plan what I eat. And I know what works for me because of years and years of working on me. I know what foods I can eat. I know what foods I can't. I know what happens when I eat other foods and, and that's going to, I'm going to gain weight again. And both of my boys have that too. So working with kids again, young, to combat things like bulimia and and food issues is good because you can build, in addition to self-confidence, you can build a way to handle that because there, it is in your, I believe it's in your genes. Um, my husband can eat whatever he wants. He could eat 20 cookies a night and he's thin. If I did that, I would be 450 <laughs> pounds. So it is different for everybody and you have to yeah. learn how to handle that for yourself. And I think that I think that that's I don't know if you speak on health and wellness, even to children, 
because, you know, nutrition really isn't spoken about. But what I do speak to my kids here, I said, you need to be the best version of yourself. And part of this is this. How do you have a healthy mind? Your healthy mind becomes with a healthy body. When you have a healthy body, your mind becomes healthy. And I said, it starts with your mind and change everything. It's not even the food you're eating. It's it's your mind first. That's correct. And I've Mm -hmm. and I've told everybody this and, and I'll tell people my story, too. Uh, you know, you can wish to you're blue in the face when you when you put your mind to what you say you're going to do, then then things can happen. You know, I can't. It's like getting somebody to black belt. I can I can want it more than you can. But until you want it, it's never going to come. Yes. Right. And I think that and I've told kids here, you know, that are getting bullied. If you want to if, if you want to stop that in your world, you need to be the best version of yourself. And so that means you have to have a healthy mind. That means that Mm -hmm. you have to, uh, you know, think like a warrior and figure ways out of of situations that you're in. Whether that be, you know, once you're mentally strong, your physical part will become better. And I try and work on the psyche of, you know, and I use martial arts as a tool. That's my tool. Yes. Right. You know, when you're able to uh, all of a sudden you're having contact with each other. And you are put in positions of, man, this is kind of a little bit of life and death for me. I'm, I'm doing some jujitsu and, and this, the, you know, this other kid's trying to choke me out and I'm trying to fight and I'm trying to figure ways out. And then I'll take the life lesson of what happened on the mat and take it beyond the mat. Now, you have to do the same thing when you're bullied. You're going to have to figure a way out right there. Is it do you confront it? Do you frame it out? Do you talk it out? Do you walk away? And this is how I think if and I've asked, I have tried so hard to allow martial arts in in public schools. They just will not allow me to do it. Really? And, right. I cannot get L.A. Unified not yet. to. Uh, not yet. Me, we'll get it. <laughs> you know, let me. They always think it's super violent. And I said, um, I said, it's not what you think. It's they're probably true. watching Cobra Kai, which I right. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably watching that and going, "Wait, we don't want that in our school." <laughs> um, you need to, yeah, school them on that. It's actually different. Cobra Kai, so good. Um, <laughs> I so- like. Me and my son watch it, but I can see if they were watching that that they would yes. be like, "Wait." Well, that's that's the big persona. If you, whenever anybody talks to me about being, there's two things I always get all the time about martial arts. Right, when they find out what I do. The first is, man, you must really be able to kick someone's ass. And the second is you must be seriously disciplined. So those are the two things that, right. So those are the two Mm -hmm. things that people ask all the time. And I said, and I always tell them, I said, as a younger man, I was a young pit bull, man. I was getting after it. And as far as the fighting and stuff goes, but as an older man, I'm more the junkyard dog. You know, I I'll use the fight when needs to, but you have to use wisdom to, you know, how to form others, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's where I'm at in my life at this point. And it's so it's different th- when you're older, you learn a, a little more than when you're younger and you have the testosterone right. running through you and you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so, how do we teach them? And as parents, I think one of the hardest things for me is empowering my children and not being mother lying and going and fixing it for them because they're not always, you're not always going to be with them, right? So, how do we empower our children to think with their minds so that when they are in situations, that you're not there to pull them out. 
they can get themselves out by what, what are they going to do next? Like you said, are they going to walk away? Are they going to fight? And I, you know, I'm not going to encourage my child to get in fights for one thing. He's so strong that he could very hurt somebody very badly. And if he starts fighting, I know what's going to happen. He's not going to stop at that mm-hmm. moment because the testosterone going through him. So how can I empower him to figure out what to do next? To not put himself in situations when he was in this, when my youngest was in this situation last year, he had, he had two choices and he chose, chose the wrong one that, you know, they asked to meet him after school and in some place. And instead of coming and letting me know, so we, now we've changed that. He, he decided to go meet them. So how can we figure out together a solution? And we have worked through it. And the end of his last year was the best that he's had so far. He's going to be in eighth grade. No, that's good. But it took a lot of talking and working together and not me fixing it for him. Cause I wasn't there at the time when he was ganged up by five people outside of a classroom waiting for him, but he was able to figure it out himself after we talked through it. And I think it's, it, that's really hard for a parent is you have to teach them to leave you with all the knowledge that they need to get through life. And I always want to coddle them and I always want to take care of it for them. And yeah, you're not there that. all the time. I totally get that a hundred percent. That's so true. I, I, I wanted to, you know, you guys got mama bears, man, man, Papa bear shows up, man. I want to, uh, I want to destroy everything. I still get that way. I was just watching. I can't even coach my own kid when he's doing, he was just at a tournament and he's 30 years old. I'm like, I have to have somebody else coaching because I get so zoned in. I can't, I, I can't function. He's like, dad, he goes, you're, you, you, you gotta, you gotta let somebody else coach me because you know, I'm over there. I'll freaking smash you. you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. You want to protect them. It's your children. I mean, you, I'm Sicilian. The Sicilian comes out of me as little as I am. I can, you know, I I can take care of my kids, but you can, yeah, you can't, I can't, I can't touch my kids. There's no way. (laughs) I can't even coach them in shedding way. I can give them the tools, Mm. but I can't tell them what to do. It has to be their intrinsic motivators to pull them there. And my oldest son, the, my oldest son, it's in the middle of all five, but the one that, um, has a diagnosis on Asperger's, you know, I've worked with him and talked to him and, and I'm letting him figure it out on his own. He figured it out twice, had a, had a shed over hundred pounds. He can figure it out again, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's hard to do. It's hard for me not to step in. Um, especially with him at, well, he's almost 23 now. He's almost 23. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's definitely hard as parents. I, I, yes, I, I certainly, Juanita Cap is on here. I don't know if you've ever met Juanita. Have you I met Juanita? Hi Juanita. <laughs> Uh, you would love her. She's from South Africa. She's a martial artist. She's got a she's got a podcast called Meticulous Moments. What I'll do is I, I'll put you two together. You you guys would have a really good chat. She's uh she's uh she's good people. She, you she, interviewed she, her. I think I heard you interview her. Yes, did I you? have. Yes, I did hear yeah, that. Yeah, I love okay. yeah, I love her. Yeah. She's so we've got we've gotten we've gotten close over the years. And we met through the CLA also. So it was good, you know, writing a book. So let's talk about writing a book. So you you have two bestsellers. Are your books children books? Is it about anti-bullying? What What is your books that you have? The two bestsellers are compilation books. So one is called uh, Women Who Rise, and it came out in the beginning of COVID. And it talks about my story with my mom and how I had that defining moment when she passed. How was I going to move forward? Um, I've actually now lost both my parents, which has been really hard. 
The second compilation book is Life Lessons and Success, and it's um, stories from a bunch of Canfield trainers, and it's both female and male. And that was about my bullying and why I have my bullying program. Then I have uh, three children's books based on superheroes. I have Superheroes on the Spectrum coming out soon. It's 33 stories uh, shining on the unique abilities of children and adults that have a diagnosis on the autism spectrum. Um, I decided to write that because I was in Walmart with my son when he was about 11. He was throwing a fit and a lady came up to me and said, why don't you beat your child? And I wanted to ensure people understood our challenges having a child that's, yes. I, I, like I said, I don't like using the word disabled. I think it's, we all have our unique abilities. And then um, Spiritual Fitness Survivors coming out. That's uh, an anthology. That's coming out August 19th. And then I, we I'm, have in, I'm in that one and with you're you. in that one with yeah. me. That's how we, we met. Um, so I have a few coming out, a few more, but I, my, the most fun books I have are this, the children's books and the superhero books. Um, I am a superhero, which is, was my last children's book teaches you to connect to your own superhero traits. I think that's, yeah, that's powerful. That's, that is the special needs community. That is the other community of mine that I am super passionate about. So we have a program Me called too. special kicks <laughs> and we have used the martial arts in, you know, my good, my good student out there in, in uh, Georgia named Carson. He's the one that really, we used to call him the autistic whisperer. He really? could just, he could just connect so well. And he knew he could just tell out of the gate. He was just very good with this connection and how to use martial arts. And he put a program together and now it's a nonprofit organization called special kicks to the point we've had kids in wheelchairs uh, vets uh, children on every from verbal to nonverbal in mm -hmm. from the autistic world several palsy down syndrome uh, matter of fact All he's close got to my heart yeah. yes and he's got people that are he's got s several uh, kids w on the spectrum that he's hired you know, to be kind of the Aww. front door. And they're, you know, that's why I tell about people, you know, they, they have a special place where they like, he, there's one that's just a greeter. That's what he does. But everybody that comes in is gets a hug and he's asked, how's your day? And his name is Jabari. He's just such a cool kid. And Aww. he'll open the door for you and it'd be, how's your day? How's your, are you that's good? So are you too. good? Mm -hmm. Right. This is what he does. Yeah. And then we've had another one that's real close to me. If you've probably seen the video, sometimes I interview him. Um, his name is Austin. He's got Down syndrome. Him and I are really close. Sometimes you'll watch the videos of him and I, and I'll ask him some questions about his, you know, Aww. he's earned a black belt. And he's gnarly, man. As he's getting, you know, we've had since a little kid, and now he's, uh, you know, he's a man now growing a beard. And what the martial arts has done for him has been uh, phenomenal. But what it's done for putting these special needs kids into the dojo, into the, into the studio, where it's now they've become part of what the studio is, helps the kids deal with kids on spectrums and have a totally different avenue for them. It's, it's something when you watch somebody root for somebody with a, with that would have um, mental challenges and they get through and, and everybody in the in the place is, is rooting for them to get their new belt and, and the place erupts. That kind of stuff is powerful in the martial arts world. 
I would love to meet and talk to him. I bet you he could um, give me some wisdom, maybe a story in the book. I also want to do superheroes with the syndrome. Down syndrome is another. And then superheroes with super abilities because my ex um, brother-in-law has uh, severe cerebral palsy. He's now, he just turned 48. I mean, he's been through a lot. He uses a talker. He has a wheelchair. Um, so I have been around the world. I used to work at UCP, United Cerebral Palsy, as a nurse. Um, and so I would love to talk to him because that's an amazing avenue to go in because um, children on the spectrum, are every one of them is so different in what they can do, their sensory issues. Do they like noise? Do they not? Are they mm -hmm. socially aware? Usually not. So being a greeter is pretty amazing depending on what you do. My, my son is, um, his, is animals. He's a genius with animals and he wants to rescue animals. He wants to, he works at, you know, rescues. Um, but I would love to talk to him because that's just the, another avenue, another way to go to help uh, I can, awareness. Yes, I can definitely facilitate that. That's an easy talk. And this is his heart. This is mm -hmm. this is something that he is is close to his heart. It all started from Down syndrome. He saw Austin in a restaurant when he was a young kid and he just went to the parents and says, I want to teach your child martial arts. No charge. Aww. Just bring him in. And that was the start of special kicks. Austin's very special to us. And we've been wanting to bring him speak about special kicks and bring Austin because you can't help does martial arts, man. You people will just, they just laugh at, he's just a character, man. And he's so fun, but he's so such a loving kid. I, I, I just love, love that. that kid. You know what I mean? So I, you cannot be in a bad mood around that kid. It's just impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. And now in several palsy, that was another one that got to my heart because we have a, a man, I'll, I'll send you a link to this too. So you can watch this one clip, mm -hmm. but I got him on, you know, we, we get him on the ground and we do some jujitsu with him where they can kind of roll around and, and we're working on, on stuff. And <laughs> he's a big wrestling fan. And so we've just had a, you know, he's, he's a grown man, but we've had so much fun with him and he can communicate. Now he knows what we're saying and he communicates a little bit and we, and we do some jujitsu with him. But man, when we put a stripe on that kid, oh my gosh. The tears were flowing. He, he was so ecstatic that, you know, he was so excited about getting a stripe on his belt from his jujitsu that we had a million views on TikTok from that one thing. Aww. It was uh, so this is uh, something, you know. Have, you know, we we spoke about the the heavyweight man. You have kids with that have some special needs that they need. It's even worse for them. The bullying mm -hmm. is off the chain, yes. you know, and it pisses me off to no end. Yes. Plus it, it's hard on them. It's hard if you already have a disability, even just health wise, like, mm -hmm. you know, my son's knees hurt and, you know, his back hurts and you know, he has all these issues. So it makes it harder for him to go out and do things like sports. And so you have double, <laughs> double, triple whammy coming at you, right? You're overweight, you've got a disability and then what's going to happen. You're going to get bullied. Um, so yeah, it's, you and I have a lot of synchronicities. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yes, we definitely did. We, we <laughs> definitely do. It's, uh, that's the, that's the, your, your boy would be the kind to do a, some one-on-one -on -one where they can come in and that's why he made a foundation. And now we just launched it on the West coast 
for special kicks is to get funding that we do big fundraisers so that schools have a way of being able to um, let special needs come in because there's cost involved when you got to pay mm-hmm. an instructor to do maybe some kids can get into regular class and some need one-on-one. It just it really, it's such a wide, you know what I'm talking about. It's such mm-hmm. a wide variety of what it is, but in Savannah, this is kind of unique. In Savannah, I don't know if you've ever, it's called Betty and Boo's Coffee. I don't know if you've ever Mm-mm. heard about this. Their whole thing, their coffee shop, only um, uh, kids with disability, that they'll have a main manager and all their employees have have some kind of a disability. Whether it's Down syndrome, whether it's autistic, whether they're in a wheel, everybody, every employee there, they have made a place for them to have a purpose and to have a job. It's so awesome. It's such an awesome coffee place. There's one in, um, I know someone who's recently started one. I don't know exactly when, but been pretty popular in a nonprofit in Atlanta too. Rise, I think is what it's called. And she is the same thing. And that coffee shop and it's only people with disabilities work there. Um, I'm talking to her about being part of the book because she has so many people there. Um, that she can refer. And then plus, I thought that it would be good. We could have a book signing there. So I need to talk to them in Savannah too, because what an awesome idea. Um, Getting a job, not everybody will employ people um, who have- Very difficult. Other abilities. Um, (laughs) And, you know, there's whole programs for it. So that's great that they do that. And and you started it here on the West Coast too. is what you said. Yeah, we just launched here because, you know, when I go out there, my son and I, you know, I've known all I, I know all these special kicks uh, students. You know what I mean? I'm close mm-hmm. to a lot of them. And it's some of it's heartbreaking, man. Some of them you have in wheelchairs and then they have to go away for two, three months because they've had major surgeries. Yes. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, some that have some brain surgeries and and. Yeah, my but, ex-mother-in-law know, has had more surgeries than I can tell you. He's a very amazing him and my ex-mother-in-law the way she's taking care of him and what I've seen them go through and all the surgeries. Uh, I it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, it's, it's powerful. I, I do have a, you know, this is where I'm a rough and tough guy, but man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a softy when it comes to, dark, uh, yeah. to bullies and to special needs and, and kids that just struggle. It's, it's hard. Cause I struggled as a kid. And when, when I sit and have a powwow on the mat and I said, how many people have been bullied? And I don't know. I don't know anybody that doesn't raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Right. They all raise their hand. And so my next question is, hey, have any of you guys been the bully? Mm-hmm. I just really start thinking about that. And I says, because you can't start change until you change yourself. All right. You can't change the world, but you can change your world, which in turn changes the, the world. The world. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, that is, that is the premise of what, what you guys want to do. And it's just a, yeah, I don't know. And I was so looking forward to this talk today because I'm in this world so much. You know what I mean? When you have a talk, let me ask you these a couple of questions for you. Mm-hmm. When you have a talk, let's say you're in assembly mm-hmm. and, and what would be your top three things that you tell parents about the anti-bullying? What, what's the top three that you think that your first thing that you'll talk about? If I was talking to parents, it would be creating that open communication with your children and having them help you with solutions, teaching them because you're teaching them how to go into the world and take care of themselves. 
and it's not a complete dictatorship, although yes, you're their parents and your say is the final say, but how can you involve them in those decisions? Um, and then I would talk about building their self-confidence, that, that armor so that when they do go out in the world and people do say horrible things to them, how do they take that? Do they take it in and believe it or do they move forward? And um, then I would talk about connecting to your superhero traits because I believe, and I think I've said this already, but I believe that if we all connected to what we are supposed to be doing, our sole purpose, and use that to serve others, the world would be a different place. It would be a better place, more positive, people would be happier. Doesn't mean that you have to do it for your job. It means that even if you did it one or two hours a week, I can tell you that I love being a nurse and I love my patients, but when I get on stage and speak or when I'm coaching a, a child, I have a different reaction. I am much happier because that is my sole purpose is to ch change children and adults' lives and help them build, help those children build a solid foundation for success. So if we all use those superhero traits to serve others, I just think that it would be better. We would be, we would, we would have a whole different world. So when you have a, a parent talk about, you know, having an open communication with your mm -hmm. child, is this one where you would, where if you're gonna coach a parent, would you have them say, listen, you need to sit down and you need to ask them have you been bullied? Do you ask the questions? You know what I mean? Ask uh, questions. So, so how have you been bullied would, could be a question or are you having issues in school? And then, um, I, you know, I talk about how to use motivational interviewing to bring out their intrinsic motivators so they can along with you. And we use this in coaching. Um, it's been used in uh, by counselors and psychiatrists, psychologists for many years. But we use it in coaching to motivational interviewing so that you can help them bring out their own willingness to change. What is connecting them to their willing, why, their why? Why do they want to change? And then what is the solution to do that? If you can get someone to create a solution on their own, they're going to be more likely to succeed than they are if you tell them how to change. This is what I want you to do to change. So if you were to talk to someone about eating, okay, so stop eating carbs. That's, that's what you're going to do. If that's not what they feel they need to do and that's not what they connect with, it's not going to happen, right? Or why are they changing? Why are they doing that? So creating that open communication allows you to have a conversation where your child can help you find the solution for themselves. Yeah, that's powerful. That's good. That's really good. Really good advice. On the Thank last, you. you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, we're wrapping up here soon, but mm -hmm. when, when you're talking... Give me some feedback on the adults. Give me some stuff that you've heard adults bring to you and give me some advice that you've given to them. Give, let's get an example of what an adult maybe is, is bringing to you. And do you find it mostly women or do you have any men that come to you that actually say anything? I think it's mostly women because mostly women listen to me speak. Mm -hmm. um, what I say with kids is we build a solid foundation for success. Now, with adults, we have this foundation that has cracks in it from our, the stories of our past. So what is that story in the past that you've had that is now affecting you and how you react now? Now let's together find the beauty and the cracks in those foundation and use that to move from fear to success. So what is it? What is that story? Was it you were bullied yourself and you keep going back to that? Was it someone called you fat? And so when you look in the mirror, you see that fat person. 
what is that that you're you've held on to that's affecting your life now let's identify it and figure out how to move forward and change the way we respond to things and that's yes that's good good advice because i'd often asked about that i don't i don't personally ever get real you know men are not going to go sing kumbaya and say oh somebody's picking (laughs) on me at work and it's just not going to happen because they'll get they'll will get just ridiculed for bringing something up like that they'll be Mm -hmm. like what's wrong with you you pussy or something let's go you know what i mean so i i just i don't see that as 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 prevalent as as definitely as um um from uh, from the from the women for sure we need to change that though guys need to be able to come and talk about it and instead what they're going to do is come home crabby right and they're going to take it out on someone else exactly what a guy's going to do absolutely exactly we have four boys i know that's why Um, i tell everybody listen i tell everybody i said i don't care you know in today's society men have to have some kind of a tribe and if they have a tribe of other men they can they can facilitate this and Mm -hmm. they can and they can help move past it you know and that's you know, that was that's kind of the from a men's perspective, but that's kind of the beauty of, of jujitsu or whatever this combat. It is um, it's almost relieving. It's, it's of, you know, it's you're getting things out, out of out of frustration mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. And, it you know, the martial arts has brought that uh, to the forefront for sure. So I know that I, and I and I speak about this to 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 men quite often. I'm not a, a kumbaya type guy. You know, I go to church and stuff like that, but I'm not a life group guy that uh, will sit around with a bunch of guys and 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 tell the it has to be in a certain I, there's a certain type of guy I got to be around. One that will that maybe we've bled with or we've been com- competitive with. Mm-hmm. And so in my church where they do these life groups and people meet at homes and then once a week and do whatever they do. And, and that's, and life groups are great, but they weren't for me until we did one here at the studio called Jesus and jujitsu and, uh, or B- Bible beatdown. So we would have Bible studies and then we would learn how to fight. And at the end of our eight weeks, we would go in the cage and people would get to get to be physical in each other, or we, we would do some rolling and do jujitsu. And then we would have a Bible study and then men once they're physical, a lot of things can come out there. What are they struggling with? Uh, right. Most of them, most of them with pornography or, or uh, anger. Those are the two ma- major mm-hmm. things that men have that they struggle with so much that, uh, you know, they can't, the, you know, uh, or a lack of respect at home or a lack of respect at work. These are the things that in, in a men's world that that's and the hard pressure for. of of taking care of a family or the pressure yeah. of it, it's all on you. Although it's, I mean, there's mostly two income households if you're married or with somebody um, now, but still that pressure is on you. And how do you, so how you, if it's not martial arts for you, what is it? Is it running? Do you go to right. church and do you have a group? You have to find your way to, even if it's one person that you connect with, to be able to release that, whether it's boxing, like my, um, my youngest son is really into boxing now. Is it is it boxing? Is it martial arts? Is it running? Is it cycling? Is it football? Is it just taking a walk or reading or writing, journaling, meditating? What is it for you? It's just like finding the foods that work for you and the way you eat and when you eat and all of that so that you can shed weight. It's finding what works for you to help relieve stress and release the anger, release what is going on with you. And I think we all have a, a different way of doing that. 
Um, you know, I meditate, I have my tea in the morning, I take a walk, I exercise, I have my animals, uh, my dogs, but for everybody, it's different. And for men, it's finding that and knowing that they can find someone to talk to if that's what they want to do. They may not be someone who wants to talk to others. Right. That's super true. <laughs> that's, that's super, that, that's so true. So Miss Juanita said, excellent uh, interview. You, She's doing my <laughs> I'll make sure you guys can connect. I'll make sure that mm -hmm. happens. So thank you. But you know what? We got we're winding down our hour. So let me just have you take let everybody know where they can reach you. Okay. okay. And and we can, you know, maybe tell the title of your book here. I'll make sure everything, just so everybody knows that's uh, watching right now and live, I will have this on audio uh, by the end of the day, it'll be an audio podcast also. So it it'll go out on my uh, website, my audio website and where I have my uh, audio portion. This will always be on YouTube. You'll be able to, somebody, if somebody wants to watch it, they can go on YouTube and watch our interview. So it's always going to be there, but you will also have er all your connections can be on both on, on my YouTube and my web webpage. But why don't you go ahead and uh, okay. tell everybody where we can meet you at. Um, you can find my free guide at innersuperhero.me and that's to create the open communication. Um, and then my speaker page is innersuperhero.me. So this this inner superhero dot me, this is something free that people can go mm -hmm. down. Yes, they can. And, and this is uh, it says here a free guide on creating open communication with your children. Yes. So this is a and guide I think that, it's open communication with anybody. It's really not. You can create open communication with the adults in your life, too. Right. But yes, it's free. OK, I think that's great. I'll, I'll make sure that we push that out. I'll push that out once okay. we have. Um, uh, and I'll put this out on the CLA also. And I'll let people know, hey, if you're looking for a free guide, this is her free guide and see if we can't get some get some uh, hits you. on that. OK. And if you want to be part of the book too, contact me on there, um, if you want to be part of Superheroes on Spectrum, we're wrapping up getting our 33 families. But I do think it's going to be a series and we will move on to um, other unique abilities after that. But I really appreciate um, you taking the time to interview me today. And I love all the synchronicities. Yes. We, we, yeah, we definitely have a lot in common. That's for sure. Well, and then so, we have spiritual fitness survivors coming out. August yes. 19th. August 19th. Are you going there for that? Or are you not going to be there? Our second son is graduating in Denver. Um, mm. So I had to choose my child over that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to miss it, but I will be online and, and seeing it. Um, All right. Sounds good. I'm probably going to be there. So, uh, you know, but we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll meet up here soon. So definitely I'm down in your area all the time. So we will definitely. Yeah. If up. you come down here, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. And if you come down here, we'll set something up. Maybe where you can come and speak at the studio and just speak to parents in general. I think that would be something really good. That'd be fun. We'd do okay. a superhero day. <laughs> yes. That'd be awesome. All right. All okay, right. man. I, I appreciate it. Jeanette. It was an awesome interview today. I'll have this out for you. You'll, you'll get a little something in my messenger from that. And I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a right. super day, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss 
and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.